Yo, what is going on, y'all? We're back. Another week, the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. Today, we're jumping exclusively on mindset and becoming the best you can be. We got my man, Craig Moreau. Dude is jacked to the T, turned his life around, and really embodies the characteristics that he speaks about. So it was awesome being able to talk to a man that was broken and now heals that wound and helps other men do the same. And that's exactly what we're doing here. So it was alignment. Dude's fucking amazing. Great conversation. You guys are definitely going to pick up wins if you're looking to get consistent on your journey. I've got my story. You got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then looked the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen, I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you want to win, you got to recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left mm-hmm. The winner's paradigm mm-hmm. The winner's paradigm mm-hmm. The winner's paradigm mm-hmm. Come and get you some Hey, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, that's the only way you're going to be able to learn more about the winner's paradigm, alpha influence media, and being able to talk about your healing journey and help other men do the same. Second thing, leave a five-star rating and review. That's going to keep people coming to the show. And third thing, sign up for our The Recalibrated Man Facebook group. That's the best way to learn about how to use your mindset, make it better, and align yourself to the right people that are going to get you to where you want to go. Craig, my man, thank you so much for coming on the Winner's Paradigm podcast, brother. I know for a couple weeks, we both had life that happened and we weren't able to schedule. So it's amazing now being able to get you on. And before we get ahead of ourselves, would you mind giving us a brief intro, who you are, what you're passionate about today, brother? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. It's definitely uh, definitely a pleasure. Um, So I'm Craig Moreau. I'm a life and fitness coach. I live in New Hampshire. I got into this because of the way my life kind of unfolded. Uh, I went through a lot of struggles um, since I was a kid. Uh, parents split up. Then uh, I was around toxic, abusive relationships. Uh, I was in them. I turned to drugs and alcohol, um, battled a decade-long IV drug addiction, landed me in the revolving door of jail, prison, rehab, detox, um, sobriety, and then, you know, repeating that cycle over and over and over again until I finally said enough was enough. But upon having my own transformative experience, um, I just felt like the knowledge that I had, I had to give away. I couldn't, couldn't keep it in. So that's what got me into coaching. And that's what I'm most passionate about is just helping other people uh, really like find themselves and find their purpose and optimize their life. Hell yeah, brother. And, and let's start there. You know, you talked about not living in alignment, not really having everything um, that was in alignment with what you want in life. So when you first started doing that work to understand that, hey, I need to make sure that I stop all these things so it doesn't follow with my kids. What were those steps like? And what was that journey like creating that man? Well, it was it was difficult, Al, to to be honest, because I was just a stubborn motherfucker, you know. And I I tell people all the time, like I had enough of 
the the drinking and the drugs and the the pain like my first year or two into it and it just kept going you know and i think part of it was because i i just didn't want to accept the help you know i i just wanted to do it on my own um and i thought that i could and that's what kept me in that loop because if i could have done it on my own it would have been done you know and that's what my first mentor had told me when I came into sobriety and he was like, listen, if you could have done it on your own, it already would have been done. And I was like, damn, that was kind of like the bomb dropped that, but I needed to hear that. Like I, I had such a big ego that it had to be completely annihilated for me to completely build myself up from nothing. And that was like the scariest part of it because I didn't know who I was without the drugs, the self-centeredness, the selfishness, the toxicity, the arrogance, the the bad habits. I didn't know. I was I was like that way for so long that the thought of completely stripping myself of that left me like scared to death, you know? But <clears throat> that's where it had to start because it got it had gotten so bad that I didn't have any other choice. I had already died and got brought back, so there was no more yet. You know, like when I work with other addicts and alcoholics, they're like, oh, well, I'm not using needles. And I'm like, yet. Or they're like, well, I still have, I haven't lost my marriage. And I'm like, yet. Like there's always a bunch of yets. I ran out of yets, you know, because I had lost everything. And then I died, got brought back. I had no more yets, you know. So it was like <clears throat> what what worked for me is I had burned every bridge to the ground. I had no relationships. Family didn't talk to me. And. I only had me to do it for. There was no one else to convince. There was no one else to prove anything to. They all wrote me off. They were expecting me to die, so they lived as if I already was dead, you know? <clears throat> so as as heartbreaking as that was, it's also exactly what I needed because I, I had to do it for me. And I completely conceded within myself that even if none of these relationships get mended and I don't get the job back or whatever... If I could wake up sober every day for the rest of my life, I'll figure it out. And that's why it worked. It's because I gave myself that ultimatum. And then, you know, as fate would have it, everything that was meant to be mended is mended today and, and is like way better than I could have ever imagined. But it was a complete removal process of the thinking the actions, the habits, the emotions, like I was just so emotionally immature. I didn't know how to <clears throat> process everything, you know? So it led me to self-medicate. And then that was like a self-sabotage and destructive hole because it's like the more you use, the more like shit you feel. So you have to use more to cover up how, how you feel. And then it's, you just never get better. You only get worse. So <clears throat> as scary as it was to to think about what my life would be like or who Craig would be like, more importantly, without that stuff, it scared me. But it was also like, all right, I have a chance to become the man that I want to be because I have to start from scratch now so I can completely rebuild the version of me that I want to be for the rest of my life. And, and that's what I did. Hell yeah, brother. And I love that, you know, and I resonate with that deeply because I was in the same boat, you know, a year ago, uh, I was about to lose my family. And I fucked up prior to, you know, and was drinking like a raging animal, drinking a gallon of whiskey, yeah. and it was leading down yeah. just fucking terrible decisions, you know, and uh, <clears throat> just being a fucking fool, starting shit all the time, 
And it just wasn't me, you know, and then I was fat. I was 230, 235, uh, now cut down to 195, actually to end the year out uh, on a 10 day fast. So five days in. And it was pretty funny because I saw that you crazy bastard. Yeah, my my wife's giving me shit like she's eating in front of me. And I just realized last night, like it wasn't me wanting to eat. It was me just being fucking bored. And I was just like. Yeah. This food fucking looks good. Fuck this fast, you know. And I was just like, yeah. "Hey, I, I went back to that why, you know." And it's kind of like why we got sober, you know. Yeah, uh, it came for a reason, you know. In order for me to be the best husband, be the best dad, I cannot do that, you know. So my wife was like, "This food would be better if I ate it with you," and I was like, "Yeah, you're 100 right, but I'm doing this to be a better husband and dad because I'm a big boy and I love to fucking eat." And that's yeah. always my excuse. Why aren't you losing the weight? Oh, I like to eat, you know. And then I got my nutrition dialed in. And it was funny because even on Christmas Eve, I had two clients who uh, flaked out a while ago and they were just like, hey, man, like it looks like you're doing amazing, blah, blah, blah in your life. Like, how are you doing it? How are you so disciplined every day? And I'm like, because I wake up differently with a different thought and different rationale behind it to where I'm like, I need to be better. I need to show up in a different light. I need to do all these things and be disciplined, just like you said, brother. Uh, And that was something for me that hit home because people don't understand that. And literally yesterday I posted on, on Christmas. I was like, Merry uh, uh, TikTok, excuse me. I was like, Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. It's time to yeah. get to work. Like just cause it's Christmas doesn't mean you miss the gym. Doesn't yeah. Mean you miss your workout. Doesn't mean you miss your, your diet plan. And then this fucking little tiny guy comments on there. He's like one day won't hurt. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, bro. But you have a different physique than everybody else. And yeah, number yeah. two, it's because he was posting that he eats 5,000 calories in order to bulk. And I'm like, bro, a normal fucking person, if they eat 5,000 calories. They're in like, the hospital. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to get fucking huge, you know? And I was just like, and then I responded back. And I'm like, I can undo all the progress I made in one day just by fucking eating. So it, yeah. it kind of pissed me off a little bit. But it was funny because it's like, that's the world we live in. You know, as you get this advice from people that aren't on the same path as you didn't go through the same thing as you weren't addicted to shit as you. So they think that, Oh, this one day is okay. It's like, nah, cause most people just need one meal because if we have a whole fucking day, we're going to go fucking crazy. Yeah. And then that one day is going to lead to us binge drinking. And then that goes to the next day. And that goes to the next day. Spirals. And exactly. Brother. So one thing I love about you, bro, is you're disciplined to the fucking T every single day. You're working out every single day. You're sharing it. You're sharing being that best man you can be. As you became more disciplined, what's been the one thing that's allowed you to really show that to the world and show, hey, it's more simple than you guys think it is? Yeah. So to kind of piggyback off what you said, too, like that one day, one workout won't hurt. The mentality that allows you to skip a workout just because is what's going to hurt you. It's not that you're going to shrink in size or you're going to put on five pounds of of fat or you know what i mean you're going to get weaker by missing one workout but that mentality that lets you off the hook just because that's going to fuck you and that's proven true in my life and that's why i'm so hot on myself and like i always tell people like be strict with yourself and lenient with others and everybody has that fucked up they're extremely strict with other people they hold them to unreasonable standards and then they let themselves off the hook all the time they always have a justification or reasoning or you know, but when someone else does that to them, all hell breaks loose. And how could you, how, that's no way to live. You know what I mean? That's like selfishness to the core. But I found that everything had a purpose that I went through. And it wasn't just to make me a stronger individual. Although in the beginning, when I was still kind of sorting out my ego, I thought it was that, you know, like I, it was made to make me Superman or whatever. But it was really made for me to be an offering to people of what's possible. You know, so 
<clears throat> my weakness is their way out. That's how I look at it, especially like my clients. And like when you said that, your clients are like, well, you're still doing this. It's my fucking job to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like people just don't have that that type of passion about it. It's like I owe this to me. I owe this to my wife, to my kids, to my clients, and to the world to show you guys what's possible, to show a man who life tries to break and no matter what happens, he's fighting back and he's pushing through it because that's what people need. So <clears throat> when people look at that and like, oh, how do you get up at 2.30 every morning? I fucking have to. <clears throat> like I put so much weight into the seemingly insignificant things like my macronutrients, my meals, my workouts, my wake-up time. That shit means the world to me. It really does. But but that's why I keep doing it because when I put an immense amount of power into my wake-up time and I get up at that time, I'm already winning, bro. Like I already have that confidence for the day because the hottest part of my day, getting up at a difficult time, is done. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Then I get into those burpees. Now I'm in an elevated frequency. Then I do some self-reflection. Then I get my first meal in. Then I go to the gym. Like I set my, my morning up to feel the best that I can feel to bring the best man into every day. So you win the morning, you win the day. A lot of people, they start their day off and you know, they're snoozing. Now they're, they're rushing around. Now they forgot to eat breakfast. Now they're, Oh, I'll go, I'll go to the gym after work. Then that comes, they're too tired to go. Then, you know what I'm saying? Then it just repeats. And now all of a sudden life's getting progressively worse. And they say like, Oh, I just feel stuck. Nothing in this universe does not move. Like everything's always moving. So if you feel stuck, that stagnation you're feeling is really regression because you're either going forwards or you're going backwards. You're never in the same spot. Even though you might feel stuck, that means that you're slowly regressing. So people have to realize like <clears throat> you have to put power into the little things at first. And then that builds your confidence up because you're stacking those wins. Whereas they're like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to drop the 50 pounds. I don't know how I'm going to make this much money. I don't know how I'm going to better my relationship. I don't, It's like, why don't you focus on who can do all those oh. things? You know what I'm saying? Who could, who could fix his relationship? Somebody who's in touch with himself, right? Someone who holds his word to himself. Because if he holds his word to himself, he'll always hold his word to his wife. You know what I mean? Like little things, like internalize those things from the inside out. And then you become that example. Now you don't have to worry about how because the how is shown to you through the steps of you becoming the who. So that's that's mm. what I always try and I always try and preach to people. It's like what you see me doing is that that's what it is. It's I wake up angry just like everybody else. You know what I mean? I don't I want to I want to sleep in most days. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to get up and, and stop my process. But that process is what removes the negativity, the the anger, the the doubt. You know, I suffer from all that too because I'm human. But I just have systems in place to rise me above that and then get, and get going to that. So once you realize that feeling that you get, like that individual that you're creating, the results just come. So in the beginning, I was always like results driven. Like I wanted to have uh, a certain amount of this and a certain, but then like once I started creating the who that feeling that the work brings me is what I chase every day and then the results just come from me being that individual but once you realize like that feeling it's it's not fleeting like you're always going to be able to attain that feeling and that's what also helps me be so disciplined is because I want that feeling because I know that that feeling comes with the best Craig and the best Craig can enter every day with that 
Yeah, brother, I love that. You know, and that's that's one thing I'm on too is uh just after that workout, you feel incredible. And even on this fast, I'm doing burpees, and people are like, "You're really doing fucking burpees?" And I'm like, "Bro, if I die, I die." Like, what, what else? You know? And then and then I heard from uh one one of my uh, buddies, he was like, "Well, the the only way you know how long you can fast is by how long you can do it." I've been that guy that says I hate fasting because I get migraines and I feel like shit and. That was my cop out, you know, is, oh, I get migraines. Oh, that's, that's what it is. You know, that's why I use cannabis is to help me with these migraines. And I was just like, why don't I just do it without it? And why don't I just shut the fuck up and put my money where my mouth is? And I did that, you know, so I'm sharing that journey. And it was funny because I was talking to that client and he's talking about depression. He's like, I'm so depressed and blah, blah, blah. And everything he was talking about was living in the past. And I was yeah. like, man, you can't beat yourself up for being a colossal piece of shit in the past. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I go, bro, I was a colossal piece of shit. But the difference is, is I accepted it and said, well, I'm not that piece of shit anymore. And I was like, regardless of what it is, me and my wife stay together. We're not. I'm going to be the same solid motherfucker. There's nothing you can put in front of me that's going to derive me off my plan. Even if me and her are gone, I know that I can easily get hooked in devices again. I know I can easily do the easy things. Yeah. I know I can easily, you know, get hit with all this temptation. Uh, so it went into last night, you know, my wife made pozole and this food looked fucking banging in front of me. <laughs> and she's like, Are you sure one boy won't hurt? And she's really been talking a lot of shit with me. So it's been funny. Right. Yeah. And I go, you know what? I well, naturally, you know, she has. Yeah. To. <laughs> so I was all, I got to live in integrity. I was all, there's no way I'm going to lie to my wife right in front of her and then have her keep the secret for me in front of the whole world. And number two, I'm not going to lie to my wife and show my family that that's the way I'm going to lead. And she looks at me like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, she's like, I just was messing with you. You wanted to eat this. And I'm like, no, nah. like for me, I got to live in integrity because I didn't live in integrity and it didn't bring good things to me. But when I live in integrity and I show up every day, I work out regardless of how I'm feeling, whether yeah. if it's in the morning, at night, I did the same thing where I posted uh, normal days. I wake up at two and I sleep three to four hours a night, which yeah. I know I should get more sleep. But I'm like, hey, for me right now, that's what I have to fucking do. Yeah. And it's working. And people are like, how the fuck do you sleep like that? How do you do it? I'm like, oh, I catch like a 20, 40 minute nap sometimes during the day. Whenever yeah. I get the kids down. And oh, when everything's calls. dialed in, bro, like your, your exercise, your <laughs> nutrition, your energy, like you don't need that much sleep. That's why people just get hooked onto this modality of like eight hours, eight hours, eight hours. But it's like they're not taking care of themselves. You know what I mean? If you go to any spiritual teacher, right, yeah. they say four to five hours if everything's in alignment. You don't need to, to sleep more than that. You know what I'm saying? And like exactly. there's been times where I, because of the, the work I was doing, I'd have to get up at 1.30 in order to do my process and get to work on time. And, and I made it happen too. You know what I mean? Like, obviously you get tired, but you, you fucking deal with it. You know, I found too. It's always the people who complain about sleeping are the ones who don't have kids or they're single. And it's just like, bro, how the fuck are you? Like, that's what I was talking to this guy about. Like it was a fitness trainer. He's like, Oh, I have to get seven to eight a night. It's mandatory. For I'm like, <laughs> I was like, you can, but I was like, bro, you don't have kids. Like if I didn't have kids and I didn't have a wife, I would be hustling. The, how much I hustle now, if I was single would just be miles ahead because you don't have to worry about anything else. You can go the 18 hour days. You can do the 20 hour days. Yeah. But I was like, they don't have that drive. And I was like, the difference is, is I have that while taking care of my kids because their nanny moved to Minnesota. And I was like, I don't make excuses on that. I literally tell people, if you can't respect that I take care of both my kids and they're crying in the background or I have to go run while we're doing a podcast interview, like you can eat a dick. I really can care less. I don't yeah. watch all my podcasts because that's what my brand is, is yeah. being the best individual. And one of those things is being the best dad. So for you, brother, you're a present father. You're showing up in the best way that you possibly can. What is it like being present, number one? But number two, what allowed you to become more present in life with them? 
So I found that the deeper I go with myself, the more that I'm able to give to others. <clears throat> so in the beginning, I was very focused on um, providing and protecting. <clears throat> and I almost got, uh, I would say like almost lost in that where like I wasn't setting time aside, <clears throat> excuse me, for my wife and for my kids um, to have that one-on-one -on -one connection. Cause to me it was like, well, I'm providing, I'm providing, you know, but it's like, they also need that, that person to be present with them. You know what I'm saying? And it's very difficult when, you know, you have a full-time job to cover the bills and then you're trying to build a business and then you have, you know, clients that you have to take care of too. And then it's also like, you have your kids, you know? So it's like, I had to time block and I had to get, I had to get to know myself better in order to do that because I feel like kids are, kids are the greatest teachers, you know, and any, any wounds that you have from your childhood that are not resolved, they'll bring out of you. And having the awareness of that and going back in time and solving that so that you don't pass it on to another generation was <clears throat> very pivotal for me. So, and also you have to remember too, like they look up to us. So it's like, my daughter's going to look to me for, people who she's going to end up being with because that's the the impact that fathers have on their daughters and then my son's going to look to me on how to treat his his sister and his mother so knowing that people are always watching you and then holding it dear to you to to be that individual then everything else kind of kind of falls into place you know but it's having that making that decision like like you were just speaking about like having that integrity you know, and just holding that, that dear to you, making that your why, because you, you hold, you have a standard set for yourself where you can, you know, refer back to and say, okay, am I, am I falling short? Am I, am I right there? Or am I going above and beyond? Or, you know what I'm saying? But having that guideline that can keep you, you know, in the path is, is important for me. So I just look at like, all right, how would I, how would, I want my son to react in this situation. You know, how would I want my daughter to react? How would, so my wife and I just want to make sure that we're setting the example, you know, because to be, to be quite honest with you, we got reminded of that last week as we were going over some stuff with, with our daughter and I took her for a ride to get Christmas presents. And she's like, dad, I got to talk to you. So I pulled over in the parking lot and we just had like a hot to hot. She coached the shit out of her mom and I. And I was just like, damn, you're right. And she's like, you know, you guys say that you want me to do this. But every time I go to do that, this happens. And I don't have an example of that because you and mom do this when you're in that situation. And I was just like, holy shit. I was like, thank you so much for saying, like, is it, and then I came home and talked to my wife about, I'm like, I thought I just coached the shit out of us in that truck. And she's like, what do you mean? And I broke it down for her. I was like, I said, she's right. And she's like, she really is. I said, everything she said was true. I said, we're in that particular department. We've been acting as do as I say, not as I do parents. And we don't want to be that. But she called us out on that. She's like, I don't have, like, you guys are supposed to be the example for me to do that. And you're telling me what to do but I don't have a living example of that because you guys don't do that yourselves. And I was just like, damn, that's crazy, you know? But <clears throat> so every now and then we'll get like a, a little reminder when we get off track, the universe kind of gives us 
something like that where it's like, hey, this is where this is where you're, you're slipping a little bit, and then we kind of tighten it up. But that, definitely grateful for that for that talk. And you know, even though she was calling out where we were weak, I, I was very proud of you know the individual we were raising just for her being able to have that awareness to see that that's what was going on, and then having the confidence to share that with us was huge. Boom, bro! I love that so much, and that was something I was talking about with my wife the other day when we talked about the drinking, the partying. And for me, my parents would go out. Well, my dad, my dad would go out because he was the fit one, so he'd work out during the week. And then uh, he never lost the weight until I got older. And then he tried to be like whatever. But when I found out, motherfucker is taking shit. So I was like, "You're still doing what you're not doing." Like he didn't want to give up the drinking, yeah. you know. So he's yeah. like, oh, "I can just take this, and I can be shredded, and then I can drink on the weekends." And I'm like. Are you just fucking now you're killing your body even more? Yeah. But number two, it's like if you're gonna be serious about it, be serious about it. And that was the thing, you know, the conversation that struck with my wife was uh, I can't wait for those days. My my son's only eight months. So it was like for me, I'm already done drinking. Uh, I don't go yeah. out, I don't party on weekends. Like my, my dad was, you know, uh, hey, you're gonna watch the kids as a teenager. Me, his his wife, they wanted to party all Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, he would be gone. And uh, I was like, I'm glad my son's never gonna have to experience that. He's never gonna yeah. have to experience his dad being faded, laying his hands on everybody, uh, just not being the best that he can be, knowing that he's a good dude at heart, but just is struggling with his own vices, struggling with his own bullshit. And I was like, and then too, my mom would always uh, sit her ass on the couch and be like, oh, tomorrow I can do this. Tomorrow I can do this. And my wife's like, cause she applauded me, it was weird. She goes, uh, the fact is, is you take action. She's like, you work harder than most people ever do. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't believe in not taking action. Like for me, I had a lot of people close to me die. So I literally got a casket fucking tatted on my hand. And I just look at that shit every day. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you're going to die, motherfucker. You're going to die. And everybody's like, why are you always talking about dying? And I was like, so I used to be afraid of it. But now I just embrace it because when I die, I want everybody to talk to me. Is That was that dude who showed up every day with a mission, did exactly what he needed to do for everybody around him. And and got that's his why he was, had a different energy. And uh, when I had that conversation, my wife was like, it clicked for her. And she was like, man, you know, we do push it hard. And, and that's why I get frustrated with people. It's like, especially family, you know, everybody's so concerned, so stuck in that little fucking box they're in. Oh, this is what's comfortable. This is what's okay. And it's like, no. So I've been saying shit. Well, that's why you don't have the results you want. Everybody's fucking mad at me. And then they come back to me and they're like, hey, what do you know? You talked about results. Like, what do you mean by that? And I'm like, all your actions of all the shit you do goes into the results that you have in the end. And people don't understand that. So I'll wrap yeah. it up with the last question, brother. What would you say to the previous version of ourself? We don't know where to start. We just want to align ourselves with our definition of success. So I would say that success is subtractive and you have to go and remove everything that is out of alignment with the person that you want to be. So you want to be very descriptive with how you want to look, the energy that you want to carry, the energy that others feel from you, who you walk into a room as, and the actions that you partake in and that you don't partake in. And once you have that list, then you take a deep inventory of your life and you say, okay, what habits do I need to remove? What thought patterns do I need to remove, right? Some of the removal process is actually digging deep in like healing resentments because a lot of the stuff that I drank and drugged over was shit that I never accepted whether it was about myself or my family or i had a lot of loss when i was young too um so all that like built up and since none of it was ever processed it got worse and worse as it went on so i would you know tell them to 
do a deep dive and like go back to your childhood as far as you can remember where something felt off, where it was like traumatic to you or that you still carry around or still mention to this day and work from there back up to present day and just make sure that you're, you're completely okay with everything that happened because you can't go back and fix it. But what I've found is you can go back and be okay with it. You know, so even though you can't change the situation, you can change how you perceive it and how you feel about it. And that right there is the most important part about it, because we do have control of how we view things and how we feel about things. So if you can go back to a traumatic experience where, you know, everything started for you and you can teach yourself to be OK with it and accept it and view it in a different light, it won't have that chokehold over you anymore. Hell yeah, brother. And I love that so much. Where can people find you, man, where they can keep up with you? Uh, Instagram at Craig Moreau underscore fit. My man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was immense honor. I appreciate this it. This is a fucking great episode, brother. I definitely Thanks, will have bro. you on for a second time in the future. Thank you Let's again, my man. Appreciate it. I've got my story. You got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then look the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen, I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time.